Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 45 of the Cinemania World Show. This is also our 202nd show on the Cinemania World Podcast as a whole. I am joined for today's show by my co-host for the World Show, Alex Madden. Alex, what's going on? What's up? Not too much. Um, and we are also joined for the first time on the world show from Cinemania member, our newest member, and from YouTube, Casey Cosley. Casey, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, good. Thanks. Uh, how are you guys? I'm good. good. I'm good. Um, how's everyone doing? Everyone's well. Yeah. I would hope. I would hope. Yep. Definitely. Um, Good. So today, everyone, we are going to be talking about some Dark Phoenix stuff, and then we're going to get into the uh, the Frozen 2, Men in Black, First Reactions, a um, bunch of other things, Alex's movie pull list, and then we will announce the uh, winner for the Captain Marvel Blu-ray giveaway. That'll be at the end of the show. And then that'll be it. Pretty slow week once again. I feel like summer is a lot of slow things that happen. I feel mm. like things... Crazy things happen on like movie news and television news during like the fall or winter, but yeah, um, so far this mm. summer has been very, very kind of slow. So um, we'll get right into it to our first topic of the day, and the first topic of the day is about Dark Phoenix. That is the topic of the topic for many, many people as of late. So basically, a bunch of stuff has been going on with this movie. Um, first things first, it debuted this weekend, premiered in you know globally this weekend, and it was the lowest. Uh, box office for any X-Men film. Um, Alex and I both saw it, seen it. I know, Casey, you haven't you have yet to see it, right? Yeah, I'm going to go see it on Sunday. Yeah, so we won't do any um, we won't do any spoilers or anything, but just to discuss the uh, you know, what kind of happened with this film as far as like the being at the being the lowest X Men film. Um, I believe it's because of the push all the pushbacks and stuff. And then I have a very interesting kind of revelation on why this movie was pushed back so much, which is very interesting. I don't think a lot of us saw this coming, but um, I'll get you guys' thoughts first on the box office and kind of the you know the low reviews of the movie as well as how low it did in the box office casey we'll start with you um what do you think you got any thoughts on this uh i mean as i was saying to someone today like i to me the x-men series has always kind of been quite separate to everything else i kind of called it like off-brand marvel so like to me it's never been like a huge big deal for me but like seeing this is just just the backlash from everyone i think it's been really disappointing seeing just everyone seeming to attack it basically but like particularly a lot of people before they've even seen it but um and I think just with that and sort of herd mentality I'm not entirely surprised it's done so poorly but it's still crazy to me yeah I I totally agree it's just that um I when I saw it last week I thought it because of because of the low reviews Alex and I um thought the same thing. We thought it was going to be much much worse than how it was kind of let on. I mean, I thought it was fine. I didn't have too many yeah. too many problems with it. I mean, there's just structural problems and like you can tell all the reshoots and all that stuff. So, um I definitely if you go in looking for those, you got to find them the same way when you went into Justice League, you you saw all the reshoots, you know. Um that's cuz we were all kind of looking for those. But Alex, uh, so your thoughts on these uh box office numbers yeah i kind of saw this coming uh yeah i I think that uh i think once uh disney bought fox people were just like oh the x-men are gonna go to the mcu so everybody just kind of gave up on fox's x-men series and like when dark phoenix was coming out it was just like 
eh, whatever. And then, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with the poor reviews it's getting because I thought it was, I, I think it's better than those reviews, to be honest with you. I think it's, I think it's a fairly decent movie. And people are calling it the worst X-Men movie. And I think that, uh, and it's not, but I think also right. too that, um, that like people are looking at those reviews and just staying away. Um, yeah. but I do, I do think that mm-hmm. pushing it, pushing it back a lot with the release date has something to do with it as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And it makes people lose kind of interest because this movie was pushed back once. And like, you know, I think people were like, OK, you know, it gets pushed. It's happened. You know, these kind of things happen. Movies get yeah. pushed back, um, whatever. You got some stuff to fit. Like Wonder Woman got pushed back to next year. I'm bummed about it, but I'm not like, oh, my God, it's going to be atrocious now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if Wonder Woman gets pushed back again, then I'll be like, all right, what's happening? Same thing with this is that that's what happened with Dark Phoenix. You know, um, Dark Phoenix, I was like, OK, got pushed back once and then it got pushed back again and then again. And I was like, okay, what's going on with this thing? It's a, is it a dumpster fire? Is it all over the place? Um, I did see that they had to change. They had to. The main thing came coming out of this weekend, since it's finally out and people have seen it, is that you know they had to change a lot with the ending and some of the kind of nuances of the characters and the the bad guys and all that stuff. Uh, Casey, you you brought up something earlier while we were talking about this, you know, in like the. Uh, group chats and stuff like that about you know how the movie how the movie initially was supposed to like they were supposed to have scrolls in them but you know kind of because of captain marvel coming out that kind of kind of dampered on that so yeah what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean i guess that's still something that's like confusing to me because well i mean i guess they're different um you know, they're different franchises different production companies but you would have thought that you know th- like I feel like there would have been information between that, like that would have been shared maybe. I don't know. It's just crazy. I guess to me thinking about it with all of the pushbacks, like if this movie was supposed to come out quite some time ago now, then it would have been probably because it was it scheduled to be before Captain Marvel's release. It was yeah. I, last yeah, September. Exactly. Last yeah, September, so, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Then, so I guess was, with that, then, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. And then it was supposed to be in a, february i think of this year as well yeah yeah no so i guess in that case you know yeah it would have initially been the original one and then captain marvel might have had a struggle with the scrolls but the scrolls are so tied into captain marvel's storyline anyway that i feel like they wouldn't have been able to change that so i think dark phoenix has just come off the back end of that poorly unfortunately but it's still yeah it's still crazy <laughs> it, it is um so speaking of speaking of the um speaking of february because alex mentioned how it's supposed to come out in february so we actually have an article uh this this was uh leaked by not leaked but like this was brought up from the uh hollywood reporter uh and they announced the they kind of said the reason why uh it was pushed back from its february because it would have came out in february initially but um so here's the uh here's a quote from the hollywood reporter so um um, as speculated by all of us last November and confirmed by the Hollywood Reporter last week, uh, Disney and Fox moved Dark Phoenix to its early June launching pad so that James Cameron produced slash Robert Rodriguez directed Alita Battle Angel could get t- t- could get out of the crowded Christmas season. So initially, 
Alita Battle Angel in the U.S. I um you know so in the U.S. Mm-hmm. it was supposed to come out in December twenty first, and uh, I remember last summer saying, "What the hell is Alita doing in that kind of lineup yeah. going up against?" That was when uh, that was when we had those big release dates for Bumblebee, Mary Poppins, and Aquaman all in one, and oh, Alita. Yeah. I mean, they're right. Mm-hmm. Alita would have got demolished yeah. if that, yeah. you know, if it would have came out in that time frame. So yeah. Yeah. James, so James Cameron was like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be responsible for something like this. So uh, you guys have to move it from the fe- February release date um, to to June. So I think this is this is what caused. I mean, I think if it would have came out in February, people would have wouldn't have been like it would have gotten a little bit more box office, but. I think pushing it back again, they should have figured out this whole thing out. You know, they should have figured this all out before announcing release dates for the movie. I mean, you knew the 21st was crowded. So it's just like now it's become this kind of thing between, you know, Fox and Disney and and Alita and and Dark Phoenix, which which will be a cool battle, by the way. But like, you know, it's just very, very, it's very, very kind of alarming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Was the original December release date for Alita, was that before the uh, Disney decided to acquire Fox or was that like in the process of when they were acquiring Fox? Well, we know they wanted to acquire Fox, but didn't they, didn't they, wasn't that confirmed like a couple of months ago, but then it didn't actually go through until this year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just know that Fox wanted to get it. I mean, I feel like they should have did this all, like they should have thought this a little bit more thoroughly because if you, Alita, Alita and Dark Phoenix are both expensive projects. They're not yeah. like these $5 million films or $20 million or even like, Fifty million dollars. Alita Battle Angel was a two hundred million dollar film, as well as Dark Phoenix. So um, I feel like with with movies that you know that are you know that are causing you a higher buck, you should have realized, okay, we're putting this up against Mary Poppins and Aquaman. It's gonna get demolished, you yeah. know. And then Dark Phoenix, you should have known pushing that back was going to. I mean, I don't understand why Alita had to come out in February. It could it could have came out in March yeah, or well, you know, and then. Or January, it would have yeah. been fine. Yeah, here's here's my thing. Why didn't you just keep uh like have like the release dates for the two movies reverse? Like have Dark Phoenix come out in February and then Alita come out this past weekend or something. Yeah, I mean Alita would have did fun. Mm. I think there was a lot of in January. I remember like you know because. I, we do this show on Sunday, the morning movie show with Brett and I, and that's where we talk about a bunch of movies that came out that weekend and stuff, you know, and what we thought about them. In January, there was like a gap of like three weeks of nothing coming out. And I remember yeah. I, re- I remember, I kept saying, how come Alita didn't come out now? Or how come this movie didn't come out now? I mean, I just don't understand how all of the, you know, you had these like billion dollar companies that just don't understand the, you know, the problems with release dates and how... Of course, it affects a lot of movies, box office and stuff. I feel like it's because it was like had such a huge budget, and they were like, if we release this in January, people are gonna assume it's like absolute shit. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, cause, cause you know, January, that's where movies go. Yeah. Die. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> where they. That's where they go to die. So, I mean, you're right, but um, yeah, it's just very, very interesting. I don't but, know. But, but I do, I do see your side of the argument where there's nothing coming out for about three weeks in january like why not just have a release then or something i mean the biggest release in january was yeah. what like like glass i mean or i don't know escape room escape room <laughs> i mean I, I, I mean casey i don't know i think the uh release dates in january for you as well wasn't that crazy i mean 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just having a look here and just seeing like, I mean, it's yeah, it's a bit different. We've got like, we had like the upside escape room yeah that's like, what we had so. is, is, nothing so, uh, oh are, serenity glass like that's yeah. about yeah oh, that's serenity. we had for generate yeah <laughs> i haven't seen that yet but i i, I gotta watch it <laughs> um yeah so i mean the, the the theme here is that i mean i think i think dark i, I do agree that alita should have got out of that damn release date i don't i, don't, I think a lot of those I, I don't i think a lot of those movies should have got out of that release date i remember i remember being so frustrated with them trying to fight each other out december 21st with oh, that yeah. you know i thought Cause like because Bumble- yeah made no money yeah, and Bubble Bee could have if it would if it would have came out somewhere else. Like Aquaman could have been like a over a hundred million dollar movie that weekend, but you know it was going up against Mary Poppins, and it's just like it was a very crowded scene. So I do I did commend Alita: Battle Angel from getting out of that area, but uh, then you like then you kind of risk the then you kind of put an, another movie at risk. So it's yeah. just like I don't know, it's a hot mess. Um, yeah. and, but James, you know, and you know James Cameron he gets what he wants anyway so. yeah I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're James Cameron when you're like Steven Spielberg <laughs> those guys they have a lot of naysays so I mean I guess but um, alright let's move on into a little bit more recent stuff and that was yesterday we had the official trailer we had a trailer a few months back for Frozen 2 but this is like the official trailer of the movie with a new poster the poster was nice um, trailer came out. I dug it. I'm a I'm a I'm a Frozen fan. I dig me, me too. Some, I dig me some mm-hmm. Elsa here and there. You know she's cool. All that stuff. Uh, Casey, you saw the trailer. What'd you think about it? I did. I kind of watched it a bit late. I've been I don't know. I've kind of been trying to hold myself back from trailers more so lately. Just I don't know personal preference, I suppose. But I was like, oh, I should probably check out this Frozen two trailer. Um. Yeah, I guess it's just like it it feels to me like a bit of a, you know, a common story. It's like, you know, the first one happens and then from this trailer it's like, oh, we need to go back into the past because what you think is real, you know, that sort of thing seems a little bit cliched yeah. to me. But other than that, like, you know, the animation's wonderful, like Frozen's a oh, yeah. great franchise and I freaking love Elsa and Anna, so yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm keen for it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, uh, Alex, what about you? Okay, what I'm about to say, I mean, in the most positive way possible. When I watched the trailer, <laughs> I thought it looked really uh, snowy, cold, <laughs> damp, uh, bleak, dark. Which yeah, I, I like the tone they're going for with Frozen Two. Like, it looks like it's going to be a darker movie. Definitely. And yeah, that's, I noticed that, that as well. That's something I'm really interested to see if they're going to actually go for it or if they're going to kind of pull back a little bit. But I mean, the trailer itself, like, I mean, like Casey said, the animation is just off the charts. Amazing. Yeah, I it's a it's going to be um, I think it's going to I think just like How to Train Your Dragon 3, it's going to be like one of the most prettiest animated yeah. movies of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, you know, everyone probably thinks, like, oh, well, I mean, how can an animated movie be pretty? It's just cartoon. But, like, I mean, they can. Are you kidding me? Like, but, you know, how dare you? Do, you, do you know how colorful every animated movie is, despite, like, even if it's not, like, up to, like, good quality standards? Like, they make those things so colorful. 
Yeah, like I'm looking at the. I yeah. was looking at the. I was looking at a bunch of like stills from the trailer, and I'm just like, yo, this looks amazing. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It just looks really good, and it's gonna be Adobe and IMAX, um, like big, big screens. So I want to watch on the biggest screen as possible. And I didn't, I did, I did not think. You know, and I did not think at 24 I would ever say I want to watch Frozen 2 on the biggest screen possible. <laughs> yeah, neither um, did I. But but I want to because it yeah. just looks it looks really really nice. Uh, oh. Trailer was good, but yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll tell you guys this too. So before Frozen came out, I was I was kind of aside from like Toy Story, like I was kind of out of like the animation scene. Like I thought I grew out of like the animated movies, and then I saw Frozen, and I was like, God damn. I've been missing out. You know what movie really, really like recent? A recent movie that really, really brought me back into animation films. Um, Zootopia. I remember loving Zootopia. Like when that came out, I was like, "All right, I'm in." You know what I mean? I remember loving Zootopia. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm... Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, um, I'm curious to see what the audience reception for Frozen Two is gonna be because. Frozen 2 was beloved when it came out, and then the more you heard Let It Go on the radio and in cars and on kids' iPads, the more yeah. people started to hate the movie. Yeah. And I've noticed as time's gone as time's gone on, its rating on IMDb has gone significantly down. So I'm curious to see what people are gonna think of Frozen 2. Like if they're just gonna review bomb it and give it bad scores, like because it's like, oh, it's a, I hate Frozen. You know? I was I was gonna ask you guys. I was gonna ask you. Are you guys fans of the first one? Like, how's that held? How's oh, that yeah. first one held up for you guys? I I love the first one. Uh, Casey, same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't say that I've watched it again too recently or anything yeah, like that. I but definitely same. when it yeah when it first came out, I loved it. And then yeah, it is that exact same thing. It's like I I loved it so much, and then I started hearing it everywhere and everywhere, and I was like, this is great. And then it got frustrating, and then it got yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah. I yeah. mean, I think it's gonna be one of those cases where it's like uh you know the disparity like take rotten tomatoes for example the audience score is going to be like because all these parents are going to be like oh thank goodness like finally it's frozen but it's a different frozen so i haven't heard it a million times so i think like parents are going to be so glad but everyone else you know it's going to take i i i mean as much as animation is going to be wonderful it's going to take that dip like it's going to be a dip after the first one because the first one is just so beloved so Agreed. Yeah. Um, I do. I. I am. I will say. I agree with you. You guys both because I. I remember watching it the first time. I took took my little sister. We had a good time. I liked it. And then I remember I started working at Party City. And um, I don't know if there's a Party City overseas, but you know, Party City pretty much is like a Halloween store, Casey. So, uh, um, yeah, so yeah. it's like you know, it's like you get a bunch of costumes and you yeah. know they do birthday parties and all that stuff. So. I was working there for a couple years, and I remember hating Frozen just because all the kids wanted Frozen. I wanted a Frozen balloon. I wanted a costume. And then when Elsa, when Elsa went out of stock, oh my lord! Like I, I used to get chased. Why is Elsa out of stock? <laughs> I used to get chased down the streets by parents and oh um, and children. So angry phone calls. 
Yeah, so I had I had a hatred for Frozen for a while when I was there, but then I left. I became I became I got more into film, and I and then I left and realized that Frozen is a really good movie. And yeah. then I, it got me excited for this one. The the trailer I remember. Okay, I forgot which which movie I was watching in IMAX like recently, but it was a kids movie, and they showed the that first Frozen trailer, and I was like, oh, this looks amazing. Um, it just yeah. look like just the colors and the vibrance and. Disney, Disney's like movies that just always look so good as far as the animations and stuff like that. So just looks great. Um, I'm really excited for it. So um, Me yeah, too. it comes yeah. out later on this year around November time. It's gonna be a crazy time around the world because kids, you know, we're 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 gonna be back in the frozen in the frozen era. It's back. You know, <laughs> you, know you know what I love about Frozen too. It can work as a Christmas movie, and it can just work as a movie that you can watch when it's super cold and snowy out. Right, agreed. Yep. And and I love the snow, so don't don't talk bad about the snow, Alex. <laughs> um, so, all right, so let's get into let's get into some other kind of news, other topic today, um, and that is the Men in Black International first reactions came out yesterday. Uh, was I wasn't able to go to the screening, Alex? You were. I'll get your thoughts in a moment. But the first reactions are not good. Um, people are saying it's very meh. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson's chemistry does not bloom like it does in the Avengers and and Thor Ragnarok movies. So that's a huge bummer because I was kind of baking on that. But um, before I get Casey's thoughts on all of this, Alex, I know you saw it last night. What are some of your thoughts on it? Uh, I didn't really like it all that much. To be yeah. honest, um, the chemistry thing with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth, I still think they have it in this movie. It's not as strong as it is in Thor Ragnarok, but I mean, there's no denying that they have chemistry and they're, I mean, they're honestly the best parts of the movie. The movie's just really predictable with cliched villains. And I mean, Tessa Thompson's character, to be honest with you, like there's nothing to her really. Uh, she discovers the men in black when she's little and then they don't even like when she joins the men in black like it's not like she just knows how to do everything already like it's not even she doesn't even like need training and i was just like this doesn't make any sense whatsoever and it, it the right. movie's com- the movie movie's confused with how many villains it has it does focus up a little bit more in the second half but i mean by then i was a little disinterested and bored yeah, I mean, I remember the I remember really liking the first trailer, but then I remember not I remember not liking the second trailer. The second trailer I thought is a they they play it all the time, and it's always like a a groan in the theater when the trailer comes on. Um, yeah. From me too, because I just wasn't looking for. I did not like the second trailer. The first yeah. trailer, when they had the Fergie song in the background, is dope. But then yeah. the second trailer is a hot mess. But yeah, and. Uh, and you know me, I was pulling for this movie, but I mean, to me, it felt like the 2016 Ghostbusters. Yikes. Um, actually, uh, I don't know. Um, well, that okay. So, <laughs> with that movie, with with uh, with with Men in Black International, yeah, I just wasn't looking. I wasn't like not recently. I just haven't been really looking forward to it and stuff. And someone actually said, yeah. someone actually said online that was really interesting was that. You know, all the what all the remakes are now doing is like pretty much we're getting remakes of these movies that we used to love because we have all this new technology now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Godzilla, you know, in the 80s, it is not going to look like what it looks like now because now we have all this computer, you know, CGI that can just look top notch and all that stuff. So people were saying that sometimes less is more. 
with men in black. So somebody's tweet was one of the people that saw it said that they kind of preferred all the practical stuff that they did in the 90s when that yeah. first came out. Because and they the, said this this one is just focused on so much CGI. Yeah, and, and the CGI is horrendous. Yeah, and that's what I that's what some of these movies kind of fail to realize that yeah, I mean, I love me I love me a good shark movie and yeah, Jaws is one of the best, you know, Jaws is probably the best shark movie out there and like that's a that's a practical shark and you yeah. know what i mean i that doesn't mean i want to go now because you have the technology i want to go see the meg you know what i mean so yeah. it's like exactly. um casey it was grittier back in those days it was like right, actually felt right. like there was yeah, consequences was, it, to the it, shark as opposed was, to it just being like unrealistic yeah exactly it was, yeah it was like they were actually trying right yeah. exactly so um casey i don't know when i don't know does it come out this weekend for you guys as well uh, oh. Yeah, I think it. Um, yeah, it opens tomorrow. I've got on Sunday. I'm seeing Dark Phoenix and okay. uh, Men in Black. So I'm okay. so um, nice. seeing them both back to back in the same cinema. So you, I kind yeah, of feel, I feel bad. Do you, guys, do you guys have the AMC? <laughs> do you guys have AMC A list over there? No, we have. Think, is that even... is that like? Is that sort of like a movie subs- like where you pay once a month sort of thing yeah, and then sometimes I, you get invited to screenings and things? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it, so it, it's yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm like uh we have uh Odeon and oh, yeah. Cin- I, so, I, yeah. actually, you might not have AMC over there. Or, or, no, we Odeon. don't have AMC no. Actually, that's on my bucket list is to go to that Odeon theater. I feel like I I hear I've I've heard good things. Um, well, in the big one, the Leicester Square one, it's yeah. such good seats. Yeah, <laughs> if you yeah. pay, like, it's so expensive. But if you pay extra, it has, like, reclining, comfy seats. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. We, saw, um, we saw Shazam there. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so, okay, so you're seeing, you're seeing MIB on Sunday. Are you excited for it? What are your thoughts on, like, some of these first reactions? I mean, I I guess like I've been super. I, I I've been mostly looking forward to it because it is uh, Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth, and I do love their dynamic. And I keep seeing like other tweets about people being like, "Oh, they they want to do this movie together and this movie together." Um, but I have to say, it's like it's not. It has never been on my most anticipated list for this year. I don't think. Yeah. I think. I mean, a lot of the movies this year, the theme of 2019 seems to be like nostalgia and playing yeah. on people's nostalgia, like whether it's, you know, the Disney movies or if it's, you know, even Frozen is nostalgic or like Rocketman is music nostalgia. And I think Men in Black's pretty similar to that too. But I just didn't, I didn't grow up with the old Men in Black's. So, um, Men see, in Black's, Men, yeah, men whatever. In black. The <laughs> so, Men in Black. So, see, that's a good. That's actually an interesting point about, like, there's so much sequels and stuff. Like, there was actually an article a couple months ago um, for the year saying that there's over 100 sequels and remakes this year alone. And I'm just it's, like, wow. You know what I mean? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you, you got these refreshing <laughs> movies, like, of course, Booksmart and, you know, these kind of, and, like, Jordan Peele's. Say what you want about Jordan Peele's Us, but it's refreshing. It's new. Yeah. You yeah. know? and like It's original. Yeah, and like I just feel like some, some seek some like old movies just you don't need a sequel or remake to it, and I I definitely especially if you're not gonna bring back the iconic two figure. I have, listen, I have nothing against Hemsworth and uh, Thompson. They're both great. They're like some of my favorite scenes and moments from Endgame, and you know they're just like I love them in Ragnarok. I love them both as like actors and actresses. They're, they're great, but. 
I mean, I just don't. I I rather I rather see them in their own little spy movie or something. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, like sci-fi. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't yeah. want to see them in this franchise. It's just weird. It just felt so. Just felt so forced. It feels yeah. so forced and I see it tomorrow, but it, it feels so forced and hammered down. You know? So yeah, I'll uh, I'll give yeah. you guys a, I'll give you guys a fair warning too. Like if you've seen the other Men in Black movies, you'll know that they're like sci-fi comedies. This one. All of the humor is forced. I don't. I think I only laughed like two times. Oh yikes! Too and 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 when you go to when you go to screenings too, like um, some things can feel funnier than what it is. But if yeah. that, if if you still yeah. only laugh a few times, because you know the audience is like laughing it, at everything. But yeah, it, which is yeah. a shame. Which is a shame because Chris Hemsworth's a really good like comedic actor. Like we've seen that in the in the past few Avengers movies and Thor Ragnarok. Like. He's supposed to be really funny in real life. He improvises a lot of his lines. So, like, the fact that they didn't use him to his full potential really disappointed me. And the stuff that I laughed at was actually the stuff that was unintentionally funny. Oh, man, that's that's not good. Yeah. But I, yeah. I see it tomorrow. I, 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 I won't say that I'm excited, but I'm still somewhat looking forward to it, um, yeah. I guess. So. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all right. So this is this is. Uh, so we'll move on to the last two topics. This one is just something I, ju- I just added in because I just remembered. But um, Rami. So interesting story. Rami Malek's Freddie Mercury, you know, from Bohemian Rhapsody, was supposed to have a cameo in Rocket Man. Um, Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, because it's it was it's the same studio, same director. And stuff like that. So he was supposed to have some some sort of a cameo in Rocket Man. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe like a concert scene. Maybe he like maybe he's doing a concert and then Elton John comes on after him or something. Or but, and so then wait. him and Elton well, John pass by each other. I don't know. But well, John John Reed, who was um, I was reading today, who's the manager in uh, Rocket Man, was also the manager for Queen, I believe. Uh... Oh, he so was. I feel like oh. it, I, I'm pretty he sure was, that's what yeah. I read today. Yeah. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there would have been some crossover, but it's so like, weird to me. It's like thinking about it's like the Bohemian Rhapsody cinematic universe, <laughs> which yeah, is I, also I the say, real I, life cinematic I gonna, universe. I, I was going to say that. I was going to say the musical artist biopic cinematic universe, <laughs> but <laughs> like, I actually would kind of take that. Am I the only one? And then like a huge live aid concert at the end. You guys kidding me? That would actually be pretty <laughs> funny. Missed, <laughs> missed opportunity with all eyes on me and straight out of Compton being a crossover. Missed opportunity right there. I mean, bring him all. Listen, I just if we can just get listen, listen. Here's my pitch. All right, if we can get one gigantic musical, musical, like cinematic universe, rapping, rock concerts. You know, just a bunch of stuff, and then you have like, then you have like, um, Tupac walking past Freddie Mercury. You know, oh, and I don't mean like regular. Let's grab an extra from the street, Freddie Mercury. I mean, I mean like, you know, Rami Malek. Rami Malek. Like, yeah. I would. Yeah. Am I the only one who would love this? <laughs> I. <laughs> Um, and then 11 years from now 11 years from now that can be like the end game of like musical biopics we just we have to set this up we have to set this up over like the next 11 years and then just at the end like imagine 20 22 films later bohemian rhapsody (laughs) end game it it can't be called bohemian rhapsody because that's like that's you know it has to be like i don't know 
Well, like, okay, like, if you did, like, a, if you did, like, a hair metal one, you could call it, like, Enter Sandman Endgame or something. <laughs> something. Just a bunch of rock and roll people throwing some, throw some new, throwing, like, the new school rock and roll people. I, I would dig it, okay? Am I yeah. the only one? But, it, um, it, it's, it's silly, but I would watch it. So, oh, yeah. you guys just, um, so, uh, Alex, you, um, what are, would you have wanted to see him pop up in the movie? Or I feel like they kind of scrapped it probably because may- maybe scheduling, but also because of the backlash of Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, yeah. I had a good time with it, but people, a lot of people didn't like it, especially during Oscar season. So, yeah, uh, they probably don't want that to damper on the movie. So, what do you think? Yeah, I, I actually, I actually noticed the last couple times I watched it, I didn't like it as much as I did in the theater. Uh, if he appeared in Rocket Man, I think I would have been too distracted. Yeah. yeah. Just because just because his performance as Freddie Mercury is the best part of Bohemian Rhapsody. And like just seeing that, I would have been like, I just want more Bohemian Rhapsody. I want more Rami Malik as Freddie Mercury. Right, right. Uh Casey, what do you think? Yeah, I think I just would have I probably would have cuz I mean I don't know if this is uh, I I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody because to me I'm I'm not a huge like I'm not a huge music person so like I didn't see it because didn't not see it because of all the backlash or anything I was just right, like oh, right. just not really interested in that yeah but yeah. um ev- yeah even though I probably should at some stage but I think I, I think if I'd seen him just like pop up in Rocket Man I would have just been like what the and like it just would have been like it would have taken me out of it too much i think and i i, I already felt that a bit with rocket man so i was yeah, just like the same way i um i was about to ask if you've seen it but i just remember that you did see it and rocket man like i would have liked it more if it was like bohemian rhapsody because i was going into rocket man expecting something like bohemian rhapsody seeing the in-depth yeah. life of elton john and then you know he's doing these performances but, but it's a straight-up musical and i hate musicals so that's um a, that's what i loved about it though because it, it, i hate it, it yeah it defied like it totally like took the genre cliches and like turned them on its back yeah i i mean i i it's i'm not saying it, like it's it's good it's a good movie but i just don't i'm just not a huge fan of musicals like i've still like i i have still yet to see la la land in full you know what i mean uh, yeah. i i have still yet to see a lot of those musicals and you full see the greatest yet. showman no, not in bulk because I start it and then it's a song play breaks out and I get annoyed and then I turn it off. So then that's just how I am. I just I I get I and if Rocket Man, if I was catching that late on like HBO or like streaming and then a song breaks out, I probably would have been like, all right, I'll watch this later and then never get back to it because but, I but I was in a the theater so those, I couldn't those, leave. Those are the perfect movies to watch at home though because then you can sing and dance along. I just listen. I just I agree. Listen, if you listen, I think the best music. I think the best musical of all time is High School Musical. That's just nostalgic. I don't care. Yes. Oh, come on. What about uh, High School Musical three senior year? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like my thing with my thing with musicals is that like I cannot take a scene. I cannot take a scene seriously where it's like we're talking, we're having this deep, deep conversation, and then you just start singing at me. I just don't like that. I'm just like, what? It takes me out of it, and that's what <laughs> happens a lot in Rocket Man. It's not bad or anything. It's just it's not my kind of movie. Those aren't yeah. my kind of movies. So yeah, yeah, that, I yeah, get that. That was why I loved Rocket Man. I was just like, yeah, it did, like because I was expecting like just a straight out like biopic, and then. When I heard that it was a musical and I saw that it was a musical, I was like, this is something interesting. I was like, this is really turning the genre 
on its back. Like it's being, this is actually a clever way of doing it. So, I mean, that, that's just my opinion though. That's, that's, yeah. why, that's why I loved it yeah. a lot. So. Yeah, I'm never gonna knock on anyone for loving musicals. I mean, they're all they're, there's a there's a very there's a there's a certain level of art that you have to achieve in musicals. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, but you know, besides just the acting and the cinematography and the script, you have to focus on the music too, which yeah. is you know, it's really hard and challenging to do. So I commend any time a musical is a great and loved by a lot of people, but like. Like for instance, one of my favorite shows on television is is Riverdale. Riverdale is a hot mess of a show, but it's campy, it's fun. But when they go to their musical episodes, I skip it because I hate musicals. Like I just I hate it. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's just that's I don't know. I, I just yeah. that's, that's I should probably watch that though because I love campy stuff. Yeah, it's it's so campy. Me and Shannon, well, me and it, Shannon love it. Yeah. It's so campy. It's so awful, <laughs> but it's so great. You know. It's just, yeah, it's just such a train wreck of a show. You just can't, you can't stop watching it. You just get like so caught up in it. And it's then one of the, like, it's one of, it's yeah. one of those shows that's so bad it's good. And it's like addicting, right? Yeah, like everyone's yeah. awful. No, no, all the characters are just horrific. It's just so much fun. I just, you know, there's a, there's a, there's because the first season of that show was supposed to be about a mystery and it was interesting. I mean, it's based on a comic, which the comic does get kind of crazy as you keep reading on, you know, each comic book. And it's kind of tied into the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch kind of universe. You know what I mean? Another crossover. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they're going to do a crossover. Archie Cinematic Universe. Yeah, the Archie. Yeah. It's, it's called the Archie Comics, and it's tied into Sabrina, which, like, I... I didn't like. See, I didn't like the first. I liked the first season a lot. I did, but I didn't like that it wasn't embracing its comic book route like roots. The third season completely does. Like it's just batch. It's all over the place. You know what I mean? The third season, it's it is. There's a woman. There's a woman who becomes an archer. It's just like they're fighting a demon, like a gargoyle. It's just it's it's horrific, but it's Damn. hilarious and I love it. Um. So yeah. All right. So let's um. Let's move on from. From Griffins and Gargoyles, let's move on to <laughs> Dungeons next, and Dragons. <laughs> the next, um, the next, uh, last topic of the day, and that is the rumored villains for Matt Reeves' The Batman. So it was finally official that Robert Pattinson is going to play the Batman. So, so far, right now, we got word today that the rumored villains that they're going to be focused on, it's going to be in the movie, is going to be uh, the Penguin, Catwoman. Uh, the Riddler and this unknown kind of villain called Firefly. Um, if you don't know who Fly, Firefly Firefly is, he's kind of like a guy who's pissed off that he got burned in a fly, in a fire. So he like builds this kind of like mech suit and kind of you know his main weapon is a is a flamethrower. Uh, so that's who Firefly is. I I don't know Alex. If you did you play Arkham Knight that video game? I did. Do you yeah. remember those Firefly missions when you have to like save the house that's on the, all the houses that's on fire? Was it, was it, were they side missions? Because I didn't do the side they missions. Were this, oh, they were side missions, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, 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 with open world games like that, I always go for the main story first, unless if it's Spider-Man, because that game's just amazing. Um, I guess. And then, and then do all the side stuff on, like, replay or something, or after. Um, all right, so what are you guys' thoughts on, like, them having multiple... Vi- I hate when when they try to do the whole multiple villain thing. Yeah. I still think it works a lot. Uh, Casey, I'll get your thoughts first. What do you think? Yeah, I think it just gets, like, overloaded. It's, like, the stories have to, like, intertwine and there's just too much going on. So I would rather see maybe, like, one or two, I suppose. But, like, at the same time, I don't know if I would, you know, like, I mean, there's, 
a finite number of Batman villains, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know whether it might be nice to like see something new, which I guess like the uh, Firefly, I suppose, I don't think we've really seen that in like a feature film before. So like uh, that yeah, could be yeah. good. But like, yeah. yeah, at the same time, you want something that's uh, the familiar as well. So, but yeah, having that many, it's just, it's too, it's too many, a, too a many to get the, invested in. Yeah, a lot I of agree. times when they do these multiple, multiple villains and hero movies, unless it's like Avengers or something or like a team up film, they don't, I mean, have we not learned yet? I mean, hello, like Spider-Man you know, 3, the amazing Spider-Man 2, any of these movies? No, no one. Yeah, Spider-Man um, 3. But I just, yeah, when they try to throw all these villains together, it just becomes a clustered mess. Um, unless, yeah, like, I mean, like, it could just be a red herring, though. They could just be like, oh, it might be this one. It might be this one. And then at the same it's just like one in the end. And we're like, oh, yeah, okay. Agreed, yeah. Yeah, I or, think- or, or it could be something where it's like one of them's the main villain and we see like Batman take like the other three down in like the first like 10 or 15 minutes or something. Um, I do. Yeah. Okay. My preference, though, as far as like who a good, you know, who I want to see, because there is there's a plethora. I think like Spider-Man and Batman have the they have the most villains. I feel like yes. like the most they have just so, so much. But yeah. I, I I do think because you have that much, why do a villain that we've seen before? I mean. Penguin, yeah. Penguin hasn't been done in a while, so I get it. But Catwoman, you can hold off a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would love to see some Poison Ivy action again. Um, I miss, I like Poison Ivy. Just don't uh, have her played by Uma Thurman. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I like Poison Ivy. I like the Riddler, so that gets me excited. Firefly, I mean, he's very one-dimensional. Ah, I'm mad. Burn. You know, he's just very <laughs> like, you know, he's just. So I like the Riddler though. I think the Riddler could be really good depending on who they cast as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just my whole thing as far yeah. as that. When it comes to the Riddler, I kind of hope. Remember when the Dark Knight Rises came out was or was coming out and uh, Riddler was like a rumored villain and Leonardo DiCaprio was rumored to play him. I I think. I mean. Yeah. I I'm, like. I kind of hope that that happens if Riddler is the villain in this movie. I do, um, you know, I do like Black Mask, but they're doing Black Mask is going to finally Black Mask is going to be the villain in Birds of Prey. So that's exciting. Why don't don't they do like why don't they do like a live action version of like Red Hood or something? um, I I would like that, but not in the first movie. That's like a third or a second because he's Robin. You know, Red Hood is Robin. So um, and and it's rumored that they want to have Robin in this movie. This is. I feel like I'm I'm hearing all these rumors and all these yeah. characters and I'm getting I'm getting to the point where I'm like all right guys you guys got to focus up you know yeah. make, a, make a Batman movie first I know he has a lot of villains I get it I get it even the new Spider-Man the new Spider-Man's coming out far from home he has like the the main I won't say villain now but everyone knows he's going to be a villain Mysterio is the main villain of that movie let's just be real uh, Yeah but they have a lot of side villains, which is probably going to be like one and done. He takes them out, and then you know you got to focus on Mysterio. I, I feel like I feel like that's going to be like the third act, though. Like when they find out what Mysterio is actually doing, I feel like the theory is is that Mysterio's releasing all those villains because he's jealous of you know that he doesn't have the fame and all that. So he's making it look like he's the he's the savior, taking them all down, which I think would be really clever. But I feel like all those villains are going to pop up 
in the third act of the movie, which I would be fine, which I'm okay with yeah. as long as, as long as the focus is still on Mysterio, you know, because it, I don't want it to, I don't want it to be like Spider-Man yeah. three where it's all over the place. You have, you have like a bunch of sections of the movie focusing on new goblin. Then you have the Sandman. And then all of a sudden, no, here's this version of Venom, which is complete ass. But <laughs> I think, I, I think I see. Okay. I think Spider-Man 3 is not... I don't think it's great. Or, I don't, it's I don't, not I don't horrible, think, though. I don't think it's a dumpster fire. I no, do. I don't either. I, I do think they handle the three-person villain thing in Spider-Man 3 better than they did in the, in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes. Which was horrific. Like, I remember, yes. like, it was just a bunch well, of, like... <laughs> man. Dude, I, I, I hated the rhino in that movie because he just pops up and he's like, I'm the rhino! <laughs> Like Paul, Paul Giamatti's Rhino, uh, Eddie, uh, um, uh, Jamie Foxx's like he got electrocuted in a in a water oh. tank, and then oh, yeah. my my, yeah. my my poor guy Dane oh. DeHaan is getting like he has to like he has to like the, like drool and stuff. I was like, what is going on the, in this? Movie? The, yeah, the funny the the movie's kind of funny though because when you think about it, Electro becomes Electro because he falls into a vat of electric eels, and then. Green Goblin, be- or Harry becomes the Green Goblin because he's got a hereditary genetic disease and he transforms literally from a human into a goblin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. the fuck are they writing? Yeah, I don't know. But I do, as far as of the, um, is, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I was like, that movie is pretty much a mess, but it's still like the ending, you know, that scene. Um you know the one that I'm talking about um, yeah. from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, it's literally. Spoiling. It's been a few I, years. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but, like, okay, so the Gwen Stacy scene. But, like, that's, like, I literally, when I saw that, like, to me, like, that's the only thing I remember from that movie because, like, I remember seeing it on the screen. I literally stood up in the cinema and was, like, like my friend was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, <laughs> I, "Like I just had like I, a reaction, like I could, like I just I was like, <gasps> like stood I, up, and then I was uh, like, oh my I god." Re- I remember not liking the first Amazing Spider-Man all that much. So when the trailers for the second one came out, like from the very first shot of the trailer, I was like, "Gwen Stacy's gonna die," and then well, <laughs> lo and behold, well, she dies. Here's my thing, because I agree with you. I thought the first Amazing Spider-Man was so basic. The the second one. I, the, my problem with that movie is because I wa- I do watch it here and there because I do have some some sort of I think I think I do have some sort of enjoyment in that movie like I think I think the web slinging is so great the he's got the a C- be- he's got I a better the, suit too I think the CGI yeah. in that movie is yeah. very very underrated the CGI because oh. like it's a pretty the, movie the, like yeah the, the original trilogy like it's just pretty and well so, done like. There is parts where it looks horrific, but the scene where he's fighting Electro in that little, like, wherever they were, like, electrical field or whatever, that's beautiful. That's beautiful stuff. If you the watch... Enti- I, the, the entire end, though, I was like, yeah, I, I, this I, looks like a PS2, like, cutscene or I, something. That's why I liked it. It just looks... It looks like a Spider-Man comic book. It really did. Um, it, it, It's, it's yeah. like, I wish I would have watched that on a really, really big screen, because that would have looked amazing. That's my problem with Amazing Spider-Man 2, is that there's so much potential in the movie like i did like i did like when he was fighting goblin and like when gwen stacy dies that but that that should have been the movie him and goblin not i want to be like you spider-man and he's like like, licking his hair it's just horrific and rhino 
but still, but like, see, even like, even if it was just Goblin in that movie, I still would have had a problem because like they didn't really do a good job establishing the fact that Harry and Peter are best friends in that movie. Like, I got more of a sense out of that in the Rami trilogy than I did in one movie. Well, that's because they build, they build, they build their friendship up for three movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, they kind of, I mean, there is also alternate stories in the comics where like. Harry like goes on this kind of like vacation, like he goes he goes to school overseas. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So him and Peter kind of become distant, and that, that's what the game did too. The amazing the Spider Man PS4 game, because yeah. Harry's not in that game no. because he's like this all this whole overseas story arc thing, and that's what they try to do in Amazing Spider Man too. But I feel like when I watch that movie, there's just a lot of a lot of potential. Okay. Um, but uh, well, let's get into. Go ahead. I was gonna say. One thing, which what do you what do you guys think is worse? Lizard in the first Amazing Spider-Man wanting to turn every citizen in New York into lizard people, or <laughs> or Green Goblin in the second one literally turning from a human to a goblin. Um, first, the first I I didn't I didn't, I didn't like the lizard. I thought the I lizard was bad. So um. Probably the probably the first one is the worst for me because I did I do like Dave, I do like Dave DeHaan but I just feel like he wasn't given enough. I think if he was actually fleshed out, the whole goblin him turning into a goblin thing wouldn't have been that weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Spider Man, it's a Spider Man movie. There's a fucking yeah. rhino. There's a guy <laughs> with an le- electric. You know what I mean? It's it's he's, it's supposed to be weird, and that's what I want for my yeah. Spider Man movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't yeah. mind that. Yeah. If it I was love- better. I love how we just like segued from like talking about Batman to mostly talking about <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, I'm not uh, listen. I don't know what's going on, uh, but just, all right, but I dig it. All right, so let's get into the movie pull list. Alex, what's come out this week? What's come out on movie and Blu-ray? Movie and Blu-ray. What came out <laughs> Blu-ray and DVD this week? Okay, so uh, I'll do both uh, the U.S. and the U.K. Um, so on DVD, Blu-ray. 4K and digital this week, we have Captain Marvel, um, starring Brie Larson, Ben Mendelsohn, part of the MCU, uh, uh, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, 35th anniversary, packaged together on 4K. Uh, we also have uh, Mean Girls, 15th anniversary, Fast, and, Fur- Fast and Furious, eight, yeah, Fast and Furious, 8 movie collection on 4K. The movie Captive State, which I thought was horrible, <laughs> uh, but somehow it has a 6.9 on IMDb, so maybe I'm missing something. Uh, Five Feet Apart came out this week. I did not know that. Yes, I thought, I thought that. Yes, I thought it I was next. It. I thought it was next week with us. So like, I saw it at Best Buy, and it was like, I did not plan for this. You didn't buy it. <laughs> I did not buy it. I only bought Captain Marvel. I'm very disappointed in you. Five Feet Apart is the best movie of 2019. Fight me. Bite me, bite me, bite me, bite me. It's and not, then, it's not, but I really liked it. Yeah, and then uh, for the UK, let's see what we got for the UK this week. Uh, oh, you guys, you guys have your releases on Fridays, huh? Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, it's like the reverse of like back home in Australia, because like I think movies release in cinemas on Fridays for you guys, oh, but they yeah. release on Thursdays for us. Oh, okay. So that's we usually get things like a day before plus the time difference usually means that we get it like nearly two days before but Uh, but yeah anyway what are you trying to say all right i'll start i'll it 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 brought me to brought me to this friday for some reason but i'm just gonna go with with monday june 10th 
so mm-hmm. in, in the UK, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, uh, Green Book. The oh, Ring, really? Yeah, The Ring Collection. Um, nice. Waterworld re-release. Instant Family, Escape Room, Jack Ryan Season 1. Man, you guys got it all this week. <laughs> Good stuff coming out. Uh, yeah. Casey, are you a, are you a um, are you a movie buyer? Yeah, mostly. I mean, like mostly old stuff. Like I like if I've seen it in cinemas, I generally won't get it on like unless it's like something special. Like I really still need to get. I really want to get Spider Verse on like 4K, oh, yeah. but I don't. Oh, yes. but, like my 4K TV is in like. 20 hour flight away so there's like no point in me getting it now so um yeah. but i will get it eventually but um yeah i do yeah i do like collecting things mostly just because i watch through the 1001 movies so at the moment i've just been buying those on dvd but oh wow yeah, Jesus. But yeah so. well <clears throat> i've almost right. got i've almost got 1001 in my collection I'm not oh, that close okay. i think yeah, i have i'm not that close yeah i i, I think i have about 500 something i'm up in to my collection i'm up to like almost 950 yeah i know i see it every time i come over to your house asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right so all right so let's um let's get so let's get into the final segment of the day and that is the winner of our captain marvel blu-ray giveaway if you guys didn't know friday i launched a competition on gleam.com where you can enter your name into a slew of others to win your to win a Captain Marvel Blu-ray slash DVD. Um, so one lucky winner is going to win. So I'm going to draw the winner now. This is my first time doing this, so let's see how this works. Um, Watch it be one of us. <laughs> uh, can you yes, that? I, I, I didn't. Captain Marvel. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't draw, but if one of you guys did, I would not be surprised. Um, so. Winners to draw one, draw one. I mean, I would have to give it away anyway. I already bought it. All right, so let's <laughs> That's true. That's true. So Wait, even if the... you win and it's not me, you can still give it to me? Okay, that's great. This works yeah. well for all of us. Yeah, yeah. All right, so <laughs> the winner... Um, hello, hello, announcement, the announcement. <laughs> so the winner of the Captain Marvel Blu-ray is Wesley Bailey from Virginia Beach, Virginia in the U.S. Thank God you are local and I don't have to spend a lot of money on like a overseas, but <laughs> no offense, everyone. Um, I got bill, I got bills to pay. But Wesley, congratulations on winning the Captain Marvel Blu-ray giveaway. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, he was the twelfth entry, and yeah, I will send you an email, my friend, so you so we can get all the details. So we can send you your movie. By the way, I'm sending you a bootleg of Amazing Spider-Man Two. And High School Musical instead of Captain Marvel, so be, be so be ready. Um, the Captain Marvel case, but then just two blank discs. <laughs> get ready, get ready. Don't don't expect the don't expect the nice Captain Marvel case and all that stuff. You, you gotta get like a plastic bag with two blank discs, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just teasing, but um, all right, guys, that is our show. That is the end of episode 45 of the Cinemania World Show. Thank you guys for listening this far. Thank you guys for joining us once again. 45 episodes. Tune in to next week's 46th episode. Um, we'll go around the. We'll go around the. Uh, I always say table, but I feel like I should say something else. We'll go around the group. The group call, and we'll get everyone social media. So Casey, first things first. Let everyone know where they can find you and all that stuff. And anything that's coming up on your channel this weekend. 
Cool, no worries. Um, so my YouTube channel is just my name, Casey Causley. And uh, I think this week I will have a Rocketman video up. Um, I've been sort of, uh, I've been writing it. So it's a bit more video essay slash review. But yeah, that's probably the next thing that comes up. So yeah, and I'm on Casey Causley on Twitter and Instagram as well. All right, and Alex, let everyone know where they can find you and uh, what's coming up on your channel this week. Uh, you can find me at YouTube at just my name, Alex Madden. Uh, I should have a review of Shaft up this week. Uh, I don't know how that movie's going to turn out, but we'll see. Um, actually, so, I'm actually looking forward to it. Larry, Larry and I both are. Yeah. Yep. It, Very it, excited. It, it can't be better than the one with Christian Bale. You kid me? um Um, yeah so so that um i almost had toy story tonight um but yeah hmm. a lot of people are doing toy story tonight which i'm really bummed for but i know um uh, yeah but but, uh yeah so shaft this week on my channel um facebook my name uh twitter uh at alex underscore madden underscore instagram at alex underscore madden underscore 414 no capitals stardust same thing but with capitals it's a very confusing process i understand and uh i'll see you at the movies somewhere all right and you can find me on twitter at cinemaniac94 on instagram at cinemaniac1994 the 94 was taken for some weird reason um and you can find the page everywhere facebook twitter instagram at cinemania world just look for that play button and some brick walls and some spray paint and that's us um thank you guys for joining us that was alex that was casey my name is Dwayne. we will talk to you guys soon bye-bye adios